Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. And today I'm joined by a great person that I met at a networking event and spoke to the other day and just thought what a great guest she would be on a podcast. So today I have Jean and Jean is a speaker. I'm going to get her to give her full name a little bit later, but she's a speaker, author, mentor, communication strategist and awake TV host. So we're in great company here and also a fellow podcaster as well. So I'm always slightly nervous when I have people who do podcasts on a podcast because I always think, oh, you know, how's this going to compare? But Jean brings over 40 years of experience in business to her work. And she works with people from Australia to Oregon, from Denmark to India. And through her business, Heart and Soul People, she is referred to by her clients as the great nudger. She's an active listener, compassionate in her approach, and direct and forensic in her questioning. So this is going to be interesting. And Jean helps business owners increase their impact and influence and make more money through the power of language and communication. So welcome to today's podcast, Jean. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Simon. And just for your listeners, my name is Jean Hamilton Ford. Hamilton Ford with a double F. Double F on the end. And that's that's why I didn't pronounce it because I thought, you know, is <laughs> is it some kind of pronunciation that I need to get on that double F? But yes, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, I did a webinar the other day, and this guy jumps on quite a few of uh, the courses that I do, and I think he's Greek. And if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry if he is listening to this, but it's Apostolos Papadopoulos. And That's no matter enough. how many times I say it, I still mm, pause and think, am I going to get this right? <laughs> so, uh, yes. So Jean Hamilton Ford. That's great. I can get I can cope with that. So that's good. Great. So welcome to today's podcast. And what a, an introduction as well. I, I didn't realize that you're a TV host. So before we get into the talks about drinks and business, tell us a little bit about the is it Awake TV host? Awake TV, yes. Mm, Awake tell us a little TV bit about Network. that. Mm-hmm. With the Awake TV Network, it is, I believe, an American company, but uh, it is a network that brings all kinds of people to it. There is a dimension of it that is a bit woo for those who are okay. into the woo, and there's a bit, uh, a dimension of it that is a bit business. And there are quite a few business people who do watch the Awake TV Network. And they are moving their platform right now, so they're migrating. But my understanding is it will reach 2.2 million people once we get wow. going. Wow, wow, that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice It's great, little... great to be part of that then. It is fabulous to be part of that, and I'm yeah. very encouraged and looking forward to, to getting started with them. Great. So I know I'm drinking my, my coffee at the moment, so I've got a, a blonde coffee, and we're going to talk today about mugs that we're we've got our drinks in and and the vessels that we're taking our drinks from i know you've got water in yours and you you know you drink it in two ways 
hot and cold. That's I mean, that's a great way to drink water, isn't it? You know, it is. Um, I like so, to keep things simple, Simon. Yeah. Tell us about the the mug that you have. Describe it for listeners. Bear in mind they can't see the mug that you got. So just describe the mug and uh, anything that's unique or special to you about that mug. Well, this mug is white mm-hmm. mostly. And it's covered with different colored dots. They come in red, green, yellow, and blue. And some purple ones, too, from what I can tell. Okay. But it's a little oversized because I hate mugs that have about two mouthfuls in them, and then you got to go fill them back up. Yep. So I love oversized mugs because I can keep them for a while. And the great thing about water is that even if it gets cool when it was hot, it's still drinkable. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's not like coffee that cools down or tea that cools down and it gets a bit. Mm. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm glad you said that because, you know, I have a honey and lemon, uh, hot honey and lemon every morning gets my digestive system going and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, helps with the honey as well. It's my own honey from my own beehives. So I love, I love that, but that's exactly the same. Even when it's gone cold, it still tastes really good. So I can drink it yeah. hot in the morning, but if I'm still drinking it at 3 p.m., then that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. It's a wonderful, wonderful even, way. Even in the, even in the thermos, you know, I can still drink it. Yeah. So that's for the great. listeners, I, I want to share my, my mug because, um, again, sort of Gene can, can see this. So it's on one side of the mug, it's got uh, a farmer with sheep. And on the other side, it's got a black and white border collie. And this, this mug is quite precious to me, particularly at the moment, because one, we've got sheep, but we lost our black and white collie earlier this year I'm or sorry. earlier last year. And the, it's very difficult to find an image that looks very similar to him. But this mug is a great replica of his head and his colours on his head and his markings. So this one is one of those where I would get really upset if somebody actually broke this this mug mm. but i'm a little bit with you as well on the oversized because you know, i've got one on my shelf behind me which is my disney mug which i love it's 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 good size it holds a pint of tea or coffee uh, and like you because i find as well people don't tend to fill the mugs up they're frightened about spilling it particularly for carrying it upstairs so you <laughs> end up with half a small mug yes which is just a cup isn't yes. it? Yeah, it's a teacup. At the exactly. End of, of coffee. So uh, yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad you like the oversized as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You you mentioned you might talk about another mug that you've got that obviously you're not drinking out of today. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about that and the fact that it's making you laugh tells me there's a story behind it as well. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh, Simon, that mug. Um, uh, it just says uh, her ladyship on it. And Mm. it references my ancestry because my ancestry goes back through the Plantagenet line all the way back to Egbert and all of the wonderful kings way back within. And we can trace it all the way back there. Wow. Hence the double F. Is that, is that the, is that the Hamilton or is that the Ford? That's the Hamilton, not the Ford. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought it would be the Ford with it being a double F. No, no. it's the Hamilton bit. My husband changed his name to honor my mother and kept our surname. Right. Fabulous. Great. Well, well, there's a topic for perhaps another podcast, (laughs) your your lineage and and history back there. So tell us a little bit about the backstory. Because I know when we spoke the first time, you've got a fascinating journey that you've been on through 
for your life and business so far. So for the listeners, just give us a little bit of an insight and a little bit into your story. Oh, well, my story in communication started when I was five because I sang with my sisters mm-hmm. in a group and we went around to churches and I was always the little girl with the big voice. And that's yeah. where my communication uh, started from. You know, singing is a great way to communicate. If you've never done it, Simon, you should give it a go because uh, trust me, you don't want me to give it a go. <laughs> Well, singing brings a whole different energy to your communication. It does. And that's why people love the sound of songs and Mm. music, because it brings a whole different energy to the communication. But from there, it was really about writing poetry, and it went into doing things uh, like winning a poetry contest when I was in the uh, Civil Air Patrol in the States. Yeah. And going on through my life, really using my language and communication skills. My sister uh, was the math genius in our family, and I was the English genius. So we would do each other's homework. And then when (laughs) tests came around, we would fail miserably. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, that's how that went. And I always helped my mother with her papers that she had to write in college. So I've always been in communications and I've always been helping people with their language and their communications. And that's really what's led to me continuing down that vein. I work with all kinds of people all over the world. I talk to people all over the world. I'm in Toastmasters, which is all about speaking and leadership and networking and communicating. And Simon, you and I met in a networking group. Mm. So, you know, that's all about communication too. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it makes a huge difference, the language you use and the way that you communicate. Yeah. And you you come from a, a background, and I think, was it nursing you were involved in? No, not nursing. I've not been, I used to be, I'll tell you, it's, it's a huge, huge background. I've been in so many different industries. Okay. I started off as a candy striper in a hospital. A military ah, hospital. That, that must be the hospital. I know I can remember the hospital from the conversation that we had. Yeah, I started off there and I ended my career in yeah. the NHS as a senior manager in radiology. Radiology, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh-huh. So I went from being a gopher to uh, being a senior manager and having to come out of the NHS from that role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're still based in the UK at the moment because obviously I'm the NHS the is, yeah, is UK mm-hmm. based. Yeah, great. So in, in your current business, what, what has been something that has been uh, either uh, an area that you've worked on or that's evolved? What, what's changed for you, you know, in recent times that is either significant or something that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think the most significant thing that I have done recently, and I, when I say recently, I think of the past five years or so. Uh, The most significant thing is shifting my focus from my business as a hobby to my business as a business. Mm. And that's a whole different mindset for most people. You know, people who um, are a little on the woo side, which I tend to be, we love to share and we love to help and we love to give things away. But when you do that, you're not supporting yourself. And it takes a bit of time for you to be okay with 
saying what I have is valuable and what I do is uh, extremely valuable to others and I need to support myself with it. Yeah. So you start shifting your mindset from making it a hobby to making it a business and things become more important and you start really paring back on um, some of the things you're sharing so that you can be more significant and share more powerfully with more impact. You mentioned there's something that's, I think, quite critical to the listeners to pick up on that, you know, uh, doing something of value. And I think for many of the people listening to this, valuing themselves yes. correctly yes. Uh, and to the worth that they really are is, is actually not that easy. Oh, of course. Uh, and people always undervalue themselves. You know, I was having a conversation with a new client yesterday and yeah, I asked her the question. You know, she was saying that she's struggling with time. She's struggling to scale the business. And I asked her, I said, well, you know, what, what pounds, what value do you value yourself as? And it was so small. I said, but you will go and get your car service. You know, you are an expert in your field. You're providing huge, huge results for businesses. Mm-hmm. Yet you valued yourself at just above minimum wage and probably a quarter of what you would have a young person service your car yeah. at. It's common. Why, why do you value? What do you think causes that? You know, is, there, is there anything that you found in your years of experience which, which the listeners might sort of connect with as to the cause of that undervaluing? Well, in my experience with the people I've worked with, it isn't that they're valued, the, valuing themselves so little. It really is. They're not focused on themselves. They're focused on what they think the people that they truly want to serve in their heart and soul can afford. And typically those people come across as not being able to afford very much. So it's not that they're valuing themselves so little. It's that they need to shift their focus. Yeah. And they need to understand that their value is priceless. Because so they're, actually, they're actually valuing themselves on somebody else's perception and what they think, else. what they think somebody else's perception, which is even more distant yes. from the truth, isn't it? Yes. But this is the this is what we get into when we start talking to other people and uh, we, we start comparing ourselves to other people as we get into this little hamster wheel of trying to be relevant in the marketplace. And we think it's with how much we charge for what we do. And that's not how you build relevance. Completely agree. Completely agree. And that's the conversation we had because it was that value of what she feels that her cost is, not the results that she provides, because the value of the results that she provides are worth millions. Yes. You know, yes. absolute millions to what she does to people. So, uh, yeah. So how has that worked out for you then, shifting from seeing your business as a hobby to seeing your business as a business, what difference has that made? What, what benefit has it brought to you? Oh, it brings a huge amount of clarity if you allow yourself to embrace it. Mm-hmm. If you don't allow yourself to embrace it, it's highly confusing. But if you allow <laughs> yourself to embrace it, it brings a huge amount of clarity. And it, it's about really giving yourself permission to look at that side in the way that a business person would. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, this is no longer my hobby. I'm a business person today. What does that mean for what I'm doing, the way I'm doing it? 
Do I need to, uh, whatever's working, can I do more of that? Whatever isn't working, do I need to just park it, tweak it, get rid of it? What do I need to do with it? We need to value our time more. We need to value our effort more. And we need to make sure everything is streamlined enough so we're efficient and proficient and make the most of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's so important. I want to ask you a, a question that I think many of the listeners will be thinking, well, I've got a business and I clearly see it as a business. And I think a lot of people that I meet, and I'm sure you meet as well, don't realize that they're actually treating their business as a hobby. Oh, yes. So what could the listeners do that are sat here thinking, well, I've got a business and I run it as a business, I treat it as a business. Perhaps they need to do a reality check of, are they running it as a business or is it actually perhaps more towards the hobby what could you give people uh, as a tip to identify that that is how they're treating their business as a hobby what are the indicators that you're running a a business as a hobby well I think for people who want to do that evaluation and probably most business people should at Mm. some point in time you know it's not hurtful to do it occasionally just sit back and and assess because we do but move, don't we? We do transition in and out. All the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I agree, yeah. But there's a, there's a couple of things. First of all, get really clear on what it is that you do. What's your message? What is it that you bring to people? Mm. First and foremost, get clear on that. Secondly, ask yourself, <laughs> why is it you do that? Why is it that you want to do that? What's the reason behind it? Yeah. And also ask yourself, how is it that I can accomplish both of those things? Meet my my what and my why. How is it can I accomplish Mm. those things and bring results to my clients in a way that's meaningful and valuable to all concerned? And I think, you know, the, the key is right there what you said, yeah. What can I do that meets my what and my why? Yes. So having that clear definition, I think, listeners, is really important to understand the, the what it is that you do, mm-hmm. the why that you do it. But then it's bringing those two together and saying, you know, how do I meet the what and the why? I think that's great. That's going to that's gonna be in the title of the podcast, Gene. That's definitely, oh. something, that's definitely something gone on the, on the post-it note here. That's okay. But the second part of that, Simon, mm, yeah, because, please. you know, we have that first part and just asking those questions, if you will take time to reflect, will deliver a lot for you. Yeah. But the second part of that is to really look at your products and services because you are a product of your business. It's not just the book that you sell or the widget that you sell or the coffee mug that you sell. You are a product of your business. And if you're not taking care of your product, you, then you need to also put that into gear. The services that you provide, are they relevant? Has it changed over time? And actually, are you able to support yourself with what you're doing through the prices that you're charging for your products and services? Yeah. And that for me is the certainly the, the vital part of, the addition to the what and the why is, mm-hmm. you know, is it, is it providing me with, with what I need? You know, yes. is it, is it meeting those needs? Definitely. But can I just add one small thing mm. to, to all of that? Because once you get all of that done, then you need to take all of that and you need to look at whether or not 
you can do more to create income, whether it's passively or actively, because the more income you have coming in, the more you can serve other people. And this is where sometimes people who go from hobby to business don't seem to get it until it's actually stated. The more money you make, the more you can do pro bono work, the more you can Absolutely. offer work at a small discount to people who truly can't afford your services, but need them desperately. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's such an important statement because some businesses who start out as hobby businesses think that money and profit and revenue are dirty words. Yes. And you know, they start with wanting to have an impact. They want to leave a legacy. Yes. But you've got to build the bottom part of that triangle of the business hierarchy of needs in, in sales. You know, if I haven't got the sales coming in, I haven't got the money coming in, not only are you not going to have the, the, the resources to help other people, but you're not going to have the headspace because you're going to be spending all of your time stressing about meeting bills and mm -hmm. I can't afford to do this. So, yeah, it's so restrictive, isn't it? It is. You've got to kind of break through that little cycle of, of pain that you keep putting yourself on. It's not yeah. just, not just the headspace. It's the emotional space. It's tied to that. Yeah. And the sense, because if you're not making money, you don't feel quite worthy. So that brings you back to the yeah. value of who you are and what you're doing. And you need yeah. to support that. And the way you do that is to give yourself permission to make money. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we could end the podcast right there and that would that would do it that'd be perfect yeah you need to give yourself permission to make money definitely so if people want to find out more about eugene and they want to connect with you what what is it that you want to send people to how do people best connect with you well i'm on social media i'm on facebook and linkedin um, I'm on BizFluence. I'm on MeWe. Those are some social media platforms that some people Me don't. MeWe, that's a new one. MeWe and, me uh, and uh, BizFluence. And yeah. you can find me under my name, Jean Hamilton hyphen double F-O-R-D. So Jean Hamilton Ford. Yeah. Or you can go to any of my websites. Heartandsoldpeople.com is probably the easiest one for people to remember and uh, fill out my contact form or click to have a chat. Happy okay. to have a chat. And... The website Heart and Soul People, it's spelt all Heart out. and Soul yeah. People, yep. Yeah, Completely. A and D in the middle, yes, because I know sometimes websites, people put the, you know, the, uh, the sign on the keyboard for and, and it really doesn't work when it comes to domains and it websites. Doesn't. Doesn't, <laughs> you end up with that horrible AMP semicolon at the end, don't you? So, uh, yeah. yeah, so heartandsoulpeople.com. Yes. And search for you on social media. So that's Gene. J-E-A-N and then Hamilton hyphen Ford with a double F. Yes, Ford with a double F. Uh -huh. Great, great. And uh, listeners, you know where to go. So go and check out Jean and have a look at her communications. Have a look at what it is that she's doing. So if Jean, if you could give the listeners one thing to take away. So we want to hold people accountable to getting something done from this podcast. And you've, okay. as always, guests always give us so many nuggets uh, before this point, I always feel slightly guilty of saying, can you just share one more thing? But it's good to have something that people can go away and take some action on and do yeah. something, uh, do something with. And I think that that reflection and that analysis of do I have a 
more of a hobby business at the moment or do I have more of a business business is something I think that each and every one of us can do. So yes. listeners, that's a given. I want you all to go away and do that. But if you could share something else, Jean, today that people could take away, what would that be? Well, I think if I were to give something else, it would be value intentional practice and value the energetic practice you put with it. For instance, I do every week, um, I take my diary and I fill out my appointments for the next week. If I do that unconsciously without intention, Mm -hmm. my appointments don't go so well. But before I even start, if I sit down and just take a moment to breathe and relax and approach that task in that way, then all of my appointments seem to go much better because I'm infusing them with relaxation and I'm infusing them with ease and they seem to flow so much better when I do that. Yeah. So it's an intentional practice. And it's amplified through an energetic practice. And everyone will have both of those that they do that are unique to them. But if you combine them, they're much more powerful. So you've mentioned now, obviously, filling out your diary for the appointments. For some people, that might be a digital diary or for some other way, and they might have diaries. Is there anything that you think they could apply that to as well that, Um, could be an alternative relevance for them? Well, I know that this year I've started journaling every day. They can do the very same thing. And journaling is, I have a journal that is what I did during my day and Mm -hmm. my gratitude for everything in my day. So that's one journal I keep. But the second journal I just started this year is really giving myself time to reflect on what my thoughts and emotions are and just taking a few minutes to write in my journal that way, that second journal has been quite revealing. Yeah. It's been a nice practice to do. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because listeners, you know, I'm a big fan of journaling uh, and only recently, actually, I've always done elements of journaling, but never actually in a journal. I know that sounds a little bit of a contradiction, but you know, I've used lots of different electronic means, but I've actually got a physical journal. Mm -hmm. And I think, you've hit something very important there of gratitude. So I start my day with 15 minutes of gratitude. So I, mm-hmm. I find that for me is a great way to see the day as done, release all the stress, you know, whatever has happened the night before that's hung over during the night. You know, I start the day with a fresh attitude of being grateful and mm-hmm. having gratitude. And that works really well for me. But like you, the reflection at the end of the day is something that I find equally as valuable because mm-hmm. it just says, did it go as I want? And sometimes I give myself a score out of four. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't always matter. Yeah, I might have a whole to-do list with 20 items on it. I've only done five. Mm-hmm. But if I feel I gave it everything that I could and I've served people well yeah. and I've done the best that I can, then I give myself a four out of four. Sure. Why wouldn't I? Just because I've not done anything on the list doesn't mean that I've not, being of service to people and yeah. and to myself, as you say. Yeah. So uh, that reflection, I think, is really important listeners to take away. So I think, yeah, that would mm-hmm. be great. It's so just that's... another way of using the power of language and communication. You're just yeah. using it with yourself. Yeah. And doing it with intent as well. Yes. I think I think that's really important. If it if it happens passively, I completely agree. It doesn't feel the same, 
no. where you know, I can easily be grat- I can easily be grateful beginning there, but I actually have 15 minutes where I sit down and I start with that. Uh, you know, what am I grateful for? Waking up this morning, the sunrise. I've got five fingers, five toes. You know, I've got a roof over my head. I've got a wife. I've got my dogs. I've got my horses. I've got my sheep. And you just I keep circling out to the point where I've got my books. I've got my car that I drive. And it mm-hmm. just that makes such a difference. It does make because it's done with intent. And yes. I think that's that's very important there. So listeners, go out there and do what we've talked about, but do it with that that intent. And intention. what was the second one? It was it was intent. Energetic, energetic, energetic practice too. Yeah. Whatever way you do energetic work. Yeah. Because some people do meditation, some people just do breath work. Yeah. Other people do other modes, but it amplifies your intentional practice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it much more powerful. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And listeners, the thing now is be accountable. Do something with what you've heard from Gene today and let us know in the reviews. Give us a great review by all means. You know, if, it, if you're not enjoyed it, give us a truthful review. But at least tell us what you did differently because of this podcast, because then you're honouring the time that both of us have, have given today. So, Jean, last, last question. If you were to have your next mug of water mm-hmm. with a dream person, okay? And, and the dream person can be somebody who is alive or not. So we could, you know, we could go back in time, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Who would that person to have that, that mug of whatever it is they're going to drink with? Who would it be and why? Ooh, you're asking a really good question there. A dream person I would have my mug of water with. Well, I always love deep meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. and i think i would really enjoy having a deep meaningful conversation with someone like nikola tesla okay yeah yeah great good choice yeah Mm -hmm. mine isn't quite as i was asking the question i was trying to rack my brains of who my my ideal person would be i've got quite a few um but the one that came to mind would actually be Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. And my, my, as a child, I was brought up with Elvis Presley and I'm still a big fan of, of all his music and lots of different music as well. It's not just my one genre, but uh, lots of different music as well. But I remember my auntie always wanting to go to see him, to go to Graceland and to, you know, see him perform live. And I'd love to get an insight into what his mm-hmm. world was like, you know, because it was for the time that he lived in, it was such an extreme uh, occurrence and it would be good to see an insight into that because, yeah. you know, I've seen all the hype, I've seen all the stories, but to get the inside, the real inside from him direct would be really, really uh, useful. So that would be my coffee. And I'd have to have a big mug because it would be a, it would, a it'd be quite an in-depth conversation. <laughs> yes. Oversized mugs. Yeah. Definitely. Oversized mugs. Yeah. Good, good long conversations. Definitely. Well, Jean, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been a great guest. And just reminders of the website again that people can go to. Heartandsoulpeople.com. Heartandsoulpeople.com. So go and take a look at that, listeners. And uh, thank you for giving your time. You've been a great guest. You shared some amazing tips. Um, two pages of notes. So well done. <laughs> I've got plenty of things to, uh, to get in the show notes and to use as a title. 
And uh, I, I think for me, the one thing that I've took away is that permission to make money. And I think that's really important to, to do that and to give ourselves because it is the thing that gets in the way, no matter how hard we try yeah. that permission. So thank you very much for sharing. And it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be better aware. We've got lots of awareness, lots of reflection to do from this podcast, better educated, some great tips and accountable. So go out there and do something with what you've heard. Leave us a review and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.